Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. UPS is hiring day sort warehouse workers in our Louisville, Kentucky hub. Our warehouses are team settings where everyone truly has each other's backs, and we work together to deliver what matters to customers and communities. We're paying $20 an hour and offer great benefits, including up to $25,000 in tuition assistance. Eligibility begins the day you're hired. Shift your future, shift your team, shift your life. Visit upsjobs.com to apply. That's upsjobs.com. Make the shift, make a difference. Injured in a car accident? Visit SueDistractedDriver.com. Time now for Dan Issel and Louis Rabot, right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. All right, welcome in. Tuesday edition, Issel and Louis here on 680-1057. ESPNLouisville.com, your smart speaker. However you're hanging out with us this morning, we appreciate it. My name is Louis Rabot. We are efforting uh, Dan Issel's connection there in Denver this morning. It is of course, the day after the national championship game, if that's what uh, they played last night. More of a coronation than anything else. First hour of the show. Brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism and KentuckyTourism.com. As the weather gets colder, make sure that you check out their page for all of the museums, the memorials, all the arts, and all of the music scenes here in Kentucky at KentuckyTourism.com. All right, so I look, we'll get straight into it. Georgia goes out, they thump TCU, and there is a, a sense of normalcy with that. Is there not? <laughs> One of my favorite sayings about the NCAA tournament is everybody loves Cinderella until you get to the Final Four. Right. And there was a little bit of discussion on Diener this morning about what, you know, and I actually think it was in the last segment with uh, with our guy, uh, Steve Romich, across the hall, that maybe this 12 team playoff will a team like TCU doesn't make it all the way to the final. They get that one win against Michigan, two bad pick sixes, bad coaching decisions inside the 10 yard line, et cetera, et cetera. So many things have to happen for TCU to win that game. They get to the final and, and Georgia, who had to have so many things go right against Ohio State, goes ahead and wins the game. By the way, I think that if TCU has to play any of the other three teams in the CFP again, including Michigan again, they don't win last night. The idea that Dan loved TCU and that they were going to cover the 13.5 just didn't seem reasonable to me. Now, I know it's a huge number. I get it. But they were never on the level of a Georgia, and I think that we've gotten a reestablishment of the SEC dominance. LSU wins in 2019. Auburn 2020 Georgia 21 22 it's a lot I mean it's it's just a lot this is a return to normalcy for college football the last non-SEC winner was Clemson in 2018 and I think a lot of us and if you've been to a game at Clemson it sure feels like the SEC there now as we go forward and the TV contracts stay the way that they are and, and different things are aligned the way that they are we might not we might not see that uh, going forward now I think the base is there at Clemson. If they can keep it rolling with recruiting, keep the guys on campus, they might be in good shape. They've done a good job building up the facilities and those sorts of things. But we got back to normalcy last night. This is like Kansas winning against North Carolina in the Final Four last year in the title game. Duke and North Carolina matching up for K's last game in the Final Four. Texter pointing out UPS jobs text line 437-9680. Dan's done betting. He should know not to bet against the SEC. I'm with you. I'm with you. Old Dan's $5 bet last night didn't work out. It happens. 
We'll get into it today, uh, and I was hoping not to open the show with this, uh, but we got some great news um, out of UK in the last couple of days, and so uh, I'll I'll, I'll save all of that. If you've been on Twitter, I'm sure you know, but I'll save that for Dan and let him make that announcement. But something Dan and I have really stressed on this show is the the concern we have of a gap between the Big Ten, the SEC, and the other conferences once the money starts to seep in. What's interesting about this year is we saw a lot of teams that don't fit that mold play really well. Oregon had a really good year. Tulane had a really good year. TCU obviously had a terrific year. An incredible year, frankly, an all-timer. They'll talk about it forever. Incredible irony that, it, of course, the only place that it's raining in SoFi Stadium last night is on TCU fans. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes sports are just, they're a little too perfect, and that was a little too perfect. Like, oh, your team's getting your, te- your team's getting hammered. We're going to hammer you with rain. <laughs> Bomb cyclone happens over one end zone and not the other. I think the real question is here is, is who's the next non-SEC champion? And frankly, who's the next non-Georgia or Alabama champion? You know, there's an article up at The Athletic today about, you know, from, uh, from one of their writers. Um, Schultz is his last name. I'm forgetting his first name for some reason. Jeff, excuse me. Get used to Georgia. And, and before the season, one of the things we talked about on this show was if they can replicate this season what they did last year in Athens with all the guys who left for the NFL, and I think we need to keep that in our recent memory that about nine months ago, the NFL draft was full of Georgia's defense. And then they just came back, they ran it back. That's incredible. It's something that we only have seen in the last decade in a place called Clemson, South Carolina, in a place called Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So to see it happen in Athens, in a place that we've always assumed should have been on this level, right? Isn't this one of those programs we assume should be great? And it finally comes through. The talent in state, the proximity to Atlanta, the fact that it's in the SEC East. We just kind of assumed that Georgia would get to this level at some point. Finally did. Kirby Smart's got it rolling, man. You talk about coaching trees. I know that you know it's easy to look at basketball around here. The we talk about the Patino coaching tree. We talk about the Cal coaching tree. We got the opposite with, with Saban. It's pretty damn good. <laughs> and it's interesting on top of it to watch a guy like Stetson Bennett, who's I think the same age as me. Um, I believe he has a PhD now. Go out and still be very competitive, and still have everything going uh, the way that he does. It's a pretty remarkable set of circumstances with him. If I'm him, I just figure out a way to be eligible next year and get five more million dollars or whatever it is from Georgia NIL money because I don't know that he's gonna he's gonna have much of a spot in the NFL. But he, boy, he was great last night. Uh, Powers was great last night. The um, uh, the, the the tight end. I, I, we were, I was watching with a buddy the first half, and I was like, wow, that, the Bowers guy could really play. I'm like, yeah, he he could play for a playoff team in the NFL right now. <laughs> and he's catching passes for Georgia, seven for one fifty two in a TD for a tight end. Again, I remember seeing him on Heisman list earlier this year, thinking, eh, I don't know. <laughs> then you watch him play, and you get it. You really do. You get it. That that kind of outlet for a quarterback like Stetson Bennett, when you do have a McIntosh, you have other good rushers, makes a lot of sense, and it's really. A remarkable player. By the way, Georgia scored 28 points in, in the second half yesterday. And I appreciated that they kept they kept going for it. Kept throwing the ball downfield. I, I, didn't, I didn't need a run out the clock second half. That was the last thing that I needed. I simply didn't need a run out the clock second half. 
And I am really glad that we got the opposite of that, frankly, that Georgia really kept the foot on the gas throughout the second half, kept it interesting, kept scoring. They went over by themselves. And Dan Issel joins us. Uh, I don't know if people have heard of him, but he's Dan Issel, um, played uh, college basketball and then went to the NBA. He's, he's Dan Issel who doesn't have a clue what to do technology-wise. <laughs> Good thing you're remote. So um, I was just saying, Dan, I was talking about the national title game because I was going to let you um, – uh, share the, the good news out of UK last night um, when we get there. One of the things, and I was just saying, so many points already. This is this someone Lou. We'll take you up to uh, to noon with Bobby V. That that I enjoyed a couple of things about last night. The, the the first was that they kept playing in the second half. I appreciate that they didn't take their foot off the pedal because I yeah. the last thing we needed was a bunch of three and outs in the second half and a reason to go to bed at halftime. Which I'm sure lots well, of people did. Anyway. I, I went. I didn't go to bed at halftime, but I turned it off and went and watched a movie with Prime. No, there you so go. Okay. I, so I I was done. My <laughs> Louis, my career as a professional sports gambler didn't last very long. <laughs> That's already been on the text line. Don't worry. <laughs> Many people pointing that out. <laughs> yeah, I can I can go ahead I can go ahead and uh, and chalk that up to experience and close my account out. <laughs> the other thing I mentioned, Dan, was something you and I have talked about which is if georgia was able to run it back this year after the successes they had by putting guys in the nfl draft in the spring then they'll have successfully replicated what nick saban has done in tuscaloosa and boy howdy did they do it they did exactly that right and and that's that was one of the big takeaways from last night the other one is i mean 22 21 georgia 20 auburn 2019 alabama or excuse me lsu um alabama 2017 um, Alabama 2015, Clemson in 2018 and 2016. I mean, same team. When, when, when are we going to go outside of that bubble again? <laughs> same team. Yeah, and, and frankly, same. I mentioned LSU, and I think people forget that most recent title with um, with Joe Burrow. But yep. that's why I think that, that you have to understand. Look at look at the list. Notre Dame isn't on this list, and that's why a guy like Brian Kelly takes the LSU job. And why it's, mm. I don't want to call it a better job than Notre Dame because I don't, I think it is, but I, I you could make a reasonable case that it isn't. Um, well, I don't know about that. I mean, you know, you, you have the history and Notre Dame and for years sure. and years, that was the, that, that was the measuring stick of college football. It hasn't been for a long time, Louie. I also don't know if it, I want to recruit guys to South Bend, Indiana, as opposed to an SEC campus in Baton Rouge. I mean, I think it'd be a lot easier to do that. Well, and, and let's not forget the thing that Paul Horning used to always say was, you know, it's kind of like Northwestern in the Big Ten. Their, their academic standards, I imagine it's a little more difficult to get into Notre Dame than it is LSU. That was some of the whispers when Kelly decided to finally leave, was that he had bumped his head against the wall three straight years on recruits that couldn't qualify. Mm. And he was like, I, I can't even get dudes here to be competitive with these schools that don't have these academic standards, I got to go to a place without the academic standards of Notre Dame. Obviously, LSU, totally legitimate school, but it is a different type of experience than coaching at, I don't know, a Georgia Tech or a Northwestern, like you mentioned, a Notre Dame, um, you know, like a Cal Berkeley, right? I mean, those are those are different sorts of animals as, as far as qualifying, but I don't want to get too Absolutely. far off of, uh, off of the thing. Uh, look, I think this is one of the great back-to-back championship runs – in a very long time, in maybe any sport, 
I mean, this is this is as good and as dominant as it gets because well, they, they you, beat an Ohio State team, a one loss, very good Ohio State team um, that they had to rally against, and then they go out last night and they and they show how different the levels of football are. And I, I also mentioned Dan that something you and I have talked about. It'll be interesting to watch going forward because we had exceptions this year. Does the do the new media deals SEC and Big Ten push the SEC even further away than from the other conferences? They have to, don't they? I, I, we keep saying that. Then Tulane has a great year. We well, keep, you're always going to have outliers. I, I hope so. But I think I hope I, so. But I th- yeah. But I think last night showed uh, you know in the, and 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 you mentioned not taking the foot off the gas. You knew that was coming uh, when they interviewed Kirby Smart <laughs> before the game. They asked him, what do you need to do to win? He said, we're hunting. We're hunting tonight. Yeah. We're not being the hunted. We're hunting. And that's exactly what he did. And I don't know if you've talked about Bennett, but what a great story that is. I mean, the kid throws for four touchdowns and runs for two, <laughs> and he started his career as a walk-on yeah. at Georgia. I mean, it's just uh, it, it, it's an, it's incredible. And, and that game – the, the half that I watched, Louie, was as dominating a college football game as I can remember. And I've been watching college football for a long, long time. I mean, there was a point late in the first half where Georgia was averaging over 10 yards a play. I mean, they just couldn't stop them. Yeah, no, it's pretty remarkable. I do want to reassure fans, if you were worried that – because Stetson Bennett is not going to be the co- uh, the quarterback next year, that Georgia wouldn't have a D-bag name for quarterback like Stetson Bennett. I have good news. <laughs> Here are the other quarterbacks on Georgia's roster. Okay. Carson Beck. Colin Drake. Jackson Muschamp. Gunnar Stockton. And Brock Vandegrift. Oh! Whoa. Oh! Those are all Georgia SEC, quarterbacks. SEC, SEC, Oh man, that's a great list. I oh, like Gunner. What was Gunner's last name? Gunner like Stockton. That. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Give me there all you of that. Go. Let's go. There you go. <laughs> Gunner oh, Stockton's ready to saddle up and ride out of Yellowstone. <laughs> Gunner Stockton. Let's go. Oh man, that's great. We just need a bunch of swooping haircuts on the sideline. Oh man, and 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 looking ahead. Uh, which everybody loves to do as soon as it's over. Right. We've got we've got the entire uh, college football rankings already out for next year, uh, which is something we need to talk about because <laughs> there are seven SEC schools ranked ahead of Kentucky and five ACC schools ranked ahead of Louisville. So <laughs> that. That'll be oh good. Some relief from the bad basketball around here. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Try to have a civilization, Kentucky, and get it together. Yeah, Let's go. Oh man! <laughs> um, <laughs> did I see? Oh, is this correct? I think I saw this. That that was not only the worst beatdown in the co- college championship history. That was the that was the biggest margin of victory in any bowl game ever held. Oh wow! Okay, I, any I mean, bowl game ever held. Think about that for a minute. It's a little surprising that you know, like 
Georgia Tech didn't beat center in a bowl game at some point, you know, 102 to 12 or something. But, um, wow, that, that would be a hell of a stat. I did not see that. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that was uh, th- that was complete domination, and uh, I think they they've already decided that the only difficult game Georgia has on their schedule next year is going to Tennessee. Right, I so, saw the schedule. So they, yeah, yeah. Not... So they could so they could be undefeated again next year. So here are the the drives in the first half: TCU punt, Georgia touchdown, TCU fumble, Georgia field goal, TCU touchdown. Georgia touchdown. TCU punt. Georgia touchdown. TCU interception. Georgia touchdown. TCU interception. Georgia touchdown. End of half. <laughs> I, yeah, I, that, that's it, man. That's that's it. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Georgia has cornerbacks who catch the ball better than many teams' wide receivers in this country. Wide receivers. No question. They were awesome that. last night. Yeah, I was, no. I, Twice I, I mean, said, wow, what a catch on an interception. <laughs> And, and I think uh, did did Georgia not have five first round picks off their defense correct. last year? Yes, and they've already they've already had two two of their guys that are going to be first rounders uh, declare for the draft. That didn't take long, did it? <laughs> it shouldn't they, take long. <laughs> no, no. So uh, so they'll lose a bunch of guys again, but they'll just reload with Gunner. <laughs> and and be off to the races again. Now this well, Gunner Stockton. Let's go. Yeah, this is about this is about as dominant as we've seen in college football. Do you like that look, Avery? Do you like the SEC guy look? The long bangs that kind of swoop to the side, and you're smiling. Yeah, like I'm not mad at the look. Okay, got it. Okay, but like it. <laughs> It's not always my go-to. Yeah, I get it. Because then sometimes that look just leads to douchiness. Right. But it's not disqualifying on its face is what you're saying. Exactly. Got it. If they have the right attitude, it's okay. Got it. But if you just got that (laughs) douchey vibe with the whole SEC look, then... Can you look up Gunnar Stockton for me and just give us a report back? Sure. Appreciate it. All right, Gunnar Stockton. Have have we mentioned that this is True Crime Tuesday? I I did not mention that it was True Crime Tuesday, but it was in the lookie. So if someone heard the ad earlier today, I was, uh, even during the the ad, regretting that people might listen to this show. So (laughs) I've got a new new name. I came up with a new name for Avery. The Madam of the Macabre. (laughs) Do you like it? We were going to call Tuesday Dill Day. (laughs) I like the Madam of the Macabre. (laughs) Or just plain nuts, one of the two. <laughs> Whichever one doesn't get me murdered, I'm in. I, I mean, I'm not mad with either of them. We all know I'm nuts as it is. That's fair. But this Gunner Stockton kid, he's not a bad-looking guy. Yeah, we like Gunner Stockton, right? He's not a bad-looking yeah, guy. We're, okay, we're on the Gunner. Okay, this show, we're on the Gunner Stockton train. Let's go. Gunner Stockton, next four years, let's go. Hey, we have a history of moving people up. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> oh, this is this little movie. We'll take you up until noon, first hour of the show. Of course, brought to you by our friends at KentuckyTourism.com. Uh, we will, uh, Dan will get into it at 1030, um, but uh, some good news out of UK basketball last night. Um, speaking I of UK basketball, go ahead. Yeah, I, I kind of teased it yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I, I knew it was coming, but yeah. uh, great, great day for our buddy, Mike Pratt. We'll talk more about it at the bottom. Yeah, I, um, you know, they are favored by... 18 and a half against South Carolina. And I think this is unfortunately the scenario you and I both anticipated was did, I, I don't know that we learned anything from Saturday against 
Alabama, except that Kentucky's not a top tier team right now and is likely not going to be one this season. And then we're going to watch them win by, since they're 18 and a half point favorites, by 16 tonight. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, they'll win by 25. Says the man who bet TCU last night. Yeah, if if I had any money left in my account, <laughs> that's, the, that's the direction. Did you make a $5 deposit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so stupid because the man that I know that is the best sports handicapper around, my son Scott. Oh, okay. We're talking about a half hour before kickoff, and I said, who do you like, Scott? And Scott said, Dad, I think Georgia wins by 40. <laughs> I said, oh, whoops. Oh. Whoops. Well, I've, okay. got 12, I've got 12 and a half. Do me a favor. Ask him what Georgia's over-under win total should be next year with Gunnar Stockton. Okay. We'll get on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you think they're just like 75-50 kind of game tonight? Yeah, well, here's why I think it'll be more than I think it'll be 25 is because South Carolina stinks. They're terrible. I mean, they're terrible. And we yes. and we play at home. I, I, what's that kid? They uh, I mean, Alex English, because they didn't even beat Louisville by 25. So I'm just I'm just no. saying, I mean, you're, you're, you're predicting a bigger margin of victory yeah, than, they, because, than they had against Florida A&M. Be, because coming off of what they're coming off of. I mean, they they will show up tonight and they'll all play well against a team that can't play. That's their M.O. this year, Louie. They they come out and they play great against people who can't play. Well, I I was getting ready to say uh, Alex English was really excited about uh, Gigi Smith. Is that was that the big recruit they got this year? Jackson. Uh, I think that's his name. I think it's uh, Greg Jackson, right? Gigi Jackson. Is it Jackson? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Keep going. Anyway. Um, but they're terrible. And so, you know, the Toppin will score 20 points. And, you know, that Oscar will dominate the game. And it, it's, that's, the way, that's the way they've played this year. Against teams that can't play, they've played really, really well. Give them, a, give them a, a, an opponent that can play and they disappear. So, you know, I expect I expect them to crush South Carolina tonight. You know, Gigi Jackson is the is what could have happened had um oh gosh, um <laughs> help me out, major recruit uh back and forth between UK and U of L, but obviously Ben Roberts told us he was always going to Wagner, excuse me. Oh Wagner. Um Jackson is is living the life that Wagner could have been living next year. Fifteen points uh, seven, you know, seven rebounds a game, sixteen points a game, whatever. Um, on a seven and eight South Carolina team that's zero and two in the conference, mm-hmm. that could have been did Wagner you, here next did, year. Did you see? I mean, <clears throat> Tennessee beat them at South Carolina by forty three points. Did you see that? That's how. Did you see how that bad they are? Alabama beat Kentucky by twenty six. I did. Oh, okay. I'm just asking. I did, and yeah. that just made you're making my point for me. When they play a good team. They can't play. When they play a bad team like South Carolina, they all look like superstars. All right, well, give me the spread because we're um, – let's go ahead and uh, make a bet here. 23 and a half. 23 and a half? Yeah, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take South Carolina to cover because they didn't even do that to Louisville. 
and they and he left the starters in the whole game against them. He's going to play a bunch of weird lineups tonight. He's going to play a bunch of weird lineups, and it's going to look much more like the FAMU game than it does the Louisville game. Hey, don't say anything bad about Cal. He got Mike's jersey retired. Okay, well, there's the announcement. Um, I'm a big, I'm a big I, uh, Cal fan. Do you know how? Do you know when I knew this was a bad game, Dan? When? Here is the headline on ESPN.com. South Carolina visits Kentucky following Reeves' 20-point game. <laughs> that, that's it should what be Tennessee losers by 43 last time out visit Kentucky losers by 26 last time out. That should be the headline. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad you said that about his starters. That uh, when uh, <laughs> oh, against U of L. Yeah. Oh, when yeah. He, he wanted had, to win by twenty. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Cal. Cal had. He said. You know. He, he was trying to be nice and hugging Kitty and everything. And they're they're winning by twenty. She weighs twenty five or thirty, and he's got he's got three of his starters on the floor till the final final buzzer goes off. <laughs> Those poor poor Canada. He he gets a scholarship, but he can't see the floor when they're up twenty five. Yeah, maybe he'll start tonight. You never know. Uh, yeah, Cal likes yeah. to play with the uh, lineups in these games. So, all right. So you got him by uh, t- by twenty. You got what? what seventy four. Twenty three and a half. All right. So seventy four yeah. fifty for Dan. I will take uh, sixty eight uh, fifty two Kentucky and just a blech, blech game tonight. Just blech, Dan. Blech. Luckily, it's on ESPN too, so the whole nation can watch. There you go. That's, you that's go. a big positive. Yeah, um, absolutely, blech. man. I hope they win by twenty five. Get that bum bump, and then you know we'll we'll talk about uh, going to Tennessee and just keeping it close with Ben Roberts on yeah. Thursday in his normal spot. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you have to do to get connected today? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I don't get connected, and I don't know how I do get connected. But thank goodness for the Madam of the Macabre because she walked <laughs> me through everything and got me back online. We turned we turned the. Um, we turned the uh, internet off, and then we turned it back on, and then I was on. I have no idea. Honestly, that was the only other thing I could think of. Off and on always works, man. I'm telling you. Of course. Of reboot. course that, or reboot. you just completely <laughs> unplug, and then you replug, and reboot. it works. Reboot. Yeah. Well, I got on. <laughs> I got on. Take us to break. We'll have good news on the other side. I hate, I hate to show up late. It's not. It's not in my makeup, but... At least I'm on. Hey, when you're ready to explore the outdoors, there's no better place than the Bluegrass State. Hike, bike, paddle, fish, or even venture deep underground, this is Kentucky. Plan your summer getaway today at KentuckyTourism.com. This segment with Dan Issel and Louis Rabot is presented by KentuckyTourism.com. Hey, welcome back in. Tuesday edition, Issel and Louie here on ESPN 680-1057. On the app, on the website, however you're hanging out with us today, maybe your smart speaker driving around. We appreciate you making us part of your morning. First hour of the show brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism, KentuckyTourism.com. Talked about that national title game already. Uh, Dan, nice enough to join the show today. 
and um, <laughs> didn't have anything else going on. So we got two good pieces of news that are directly related to this show yesterday and are considerably bigger than this show, of course. And I will, I will tell the first one, and then I, I'm, I want you to talk about the second one because it was, it's, it's a moment that I will very likely remember the rest of my broadcast career. Uh, Mike Pratt was named alongside uh, Tom Leach the, that, uh, the statewide broadcaster of the year last year for, uh, for the state of Kentucky. And um, I have only one comment. I have two comments. I shouldn't say that. My first is it's well-deserved. Um, the second is I wish we would stop waiting until people are no longer with us. Yeah, isn't that, that that's the worst. remember that's them and to honor them. Yeah. Uh, people should know how we feel about them while they're with us. Um, if we think that Mike is great at his job, we should tell him. <laughs> Luckily, those of us around here got to do that. Um, and, and so fortunately for us, um, especially the, the trio of us here, uh, even the macabre over there, um, we were able to do that. But, um, but Mike uh, was, received an even bigger, is going to, I should say, at the beginning of February. And it's something that I think you deserve a lot of credit for, Dan, and I'll let you take the floor. No, I don't deserve any credit for it. Mike. Mike is the one who deserves the credit. Mike had Mike had the career, um, but uh, yeah, that was the the National Sports Media Association yeah. yesterday uh, named Mike the uh, Kentucky Sportscaster of the Year. And then to top it off, on his show last night, Cal announced that uh, Mike's jersey will be retired uh, February fourth at the Florida game, um, and. I don't know. There are there are things that just light you up. And uh, after the show Friday, uh, Cal called and said, uh, I called Marsha and I called Tom Leach and I'm calling you. He said, because, uh, you know, the old guard is he and he mentioned Joe Hall and he mentioned Mike. And he said, the old guard is disappearing. So I don't know if he knows anything about my future. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I filled him in, Dan. Don't worry. <laughs> but uh, but uh, when I got that call, and then uh, I immediately called Marsha, and Marsha said, uh, you know, obviously, she was over the moon. Uh, there is no bigger uh, supporter of mm. Mike and his career than, than his wife, Marsha. Mm. And she said, you know, Cal asked me, uh, he said, do you want to call Dan or should I? And Marcia said, I think you ought to call him. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I just, I, I don't know, I just got a really warm feeling because, uh, as I've said in the past, uh, Mike was a special person. Uh, he was somebody who it didn't matter if you were the president of a corporation or the guy that that polished the floor, if you wanted to talk Kentucky basketball, Mike always had time for you, and he was just terrific in that in that manner. And he deserved he does he deserves this 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 isn't this isn't something. Well, let's you know, Mike announced uh, the UK games, and he was a close friend, and so let's do something nice. Mike deserves to be up there, Louie. He today, he is still in the top thirty of scoring, rebounding, and assists at the University of Kentucky. And you know how many games he played? Eighty-one. Mm. 
They play 181 today, <laughs> yeah. and he's still in. The, he he deserves this, but you know he 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 had a great relationship with Cal. Uh, it's been well documented that you know he was in the room with three other people when they interviewed Cal for the job, and and he always had Cal's ear. He could, I mean, Cal pick up the phone anytime Mike called. That the, the the one time that I realized how much that Mike meant to Cal was at his memorial service. And Cal had his entire uh, remarks printed out, word for word. Now, if, if there is anybody I know who, as a public speaker, does not need his <laughs> remarks typed out, it's Cal. Yeah. But he, he did that because he was afraid if he just started ad-libbing, he would get emotional and not be able to continue and he thought if i just read it i'll be able to to get through it but um what what a great what what a great great honor and as you said the only bad thing about this is that mike isn't here to enjoy it i we had this conversation one time and mike would never uh, you know mike would never say a word about this but i was under the impression that his jersey had already been retired. I thought for sure. sure, of all the people that are up there, I thought for sure Mike was already up there. And he said, no, my uh, they uh, my jersey's not retired. And I could tell it bothered him. Mm. It really did bother him because he loved the university so much. Look at our record when the three years we were at UK. Look how many games we won. And he was, I mean, outside of his family and a few friends, Kentucky basketball meant more to him than, than anything. And so I'm, uh, you know, at least his friends and family will be able to enjoy this. Uh, we know that he always deserved to have his, his jersey up there. And uh, I, I just got a real, real fun feeling Friday after I talked to Cal. Well, great. Yeah, I I wanted to say, and, it, and it's, you know, if you want to go read the article, Ben Roberts wrote a nice piece about this. Obviously, he was ready to go with this last night. Dan is like half of the article. Because, and Avery was there at Mike's memorial service. Um, it's the only time I've ever seen Dan is a little, a little nervous. A little. Not a lot. Just a little. Was that you were going to go up there and you were going to say what you did. It, quote, in my opinion, Mike Pratt's the best basketball player that ever played here that doesn't have his name, number hanging in the rafters of Rupp Arena, and I think we need to do something to change that. And it was it was beautiful because you had told a, a, you know, a couple of personal stories, and then you wanted to remind people that while in 2022 we knew his voice and we knew him talking about basketball, you wanted to remind people that those teams don't tick if there's no Mike Pratt. And, I mean, it, you're right that his numbers absolutely speak for themselves. No question about it. And so it, I, I think it's well-deserved, and um, I am trying to move my life around so I can get there on February 4th to make sure that I'm there when that, when that moment does happen. Yeah, it'll be special. It'll be a lot of fun. I guess uh, Kyle said we'll, <clears throat> we'll do a dinner uh, there'll be a dinner the night before, and then uh, 
and then of course the ceremony at at the Florida game. But it'll be a fun, fun, special day, Louis. One one other thing I wanted to say that I don't think a lot of people realize, and that is Mike Mike only played with the Colonels for two years, right? And and so I think people think well. Uh, you know, he wasn't good enough to play professional basketball. Uh, and and he did have one disadvantage, and that was the fact that, that he was, as they say, a tweener. You know, he, he really wasn't big enough uh, to play on the front line in professional basketball in those days. He certainly would be today the way the game is played, but not, not back then. And, and they tried to make a, a guard out of him. Mm. Uh, but, and, 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 you know, he just didn't have those skills, the ball handling skills that he needed to play that position. But the, the main reason, and here's a story that I don't know a lot of people know, the main reason that Mike only played two years with the Colonels was because of a contractual yeah. situation. Yep. He, he signed a three-year deal coming out of a, a UK, he and I kind of came as a package deal. He signed a three-year deal, and it was um, it was backloaded, uh, and the third year was not guaranteed. And so Mike came to training camp that third year in an impossible situation because it was going to cost the colonels so much money to keep him. He would have made as much or more that third year than he did his first two years combined. And with it not being guaranteed, you know, he was, he just, he he didn't, he he couldn't make up that deficit. So, uh, you know, the, the fact that he only played two years of professional basketball doesn't diminish his basketball abilities as far as I'm concerned. Mike, well, at, at Kentucky, and that's what we're talking about here, Mike Pratt's uh, 22 going up on the rafters uh, up at Rep, at Rep Arena on the 4th of February. So if you can get down there for that, obviously uh, Dan will be um, driving from Denver to do that. No, I'm flying. Whoa! Yeah, whoa, we, whoa. We, made our, uh, we, we made our reservations. <laughs> we made our re- reservations yesterday. Which I'll means be, I'm going to have to drive Dan around. Great. Okay. That's I, I'll, I'll be in studio. Uh, I'll be in studio on the second and third. All right. Well, uh, Martini Bistro, if you're listening, pick one of those dates. We owe you a visit. Um, the, uh, um, you know, I think people forget he was first team All American, both his. Um, junior and senior year and he was a second team all-american his senior year i mean uh, first team sec first team sec excuse me what did yeah. i say yeah all-american or excuse me first team sec both of those years. yeah and then a second yeah. team all-american his senior year so i mean this is a um you know as a collegiate player mike was at the very top of the game when he was playing period <clears throat> and so um no it's it's good to see him go in and um I just the other thing I love about these conversations is I get to look at pictures of you guys in your uniforms in the in the sixties, <laughs> just how different and frankly how much better the uniforms were. You know, just clean and they were a lot shorter. I know that. Well, yeah, a little thighs out, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but uh, this this will add to him already having been, of course, in the state of Kentucky Athletic Hall of Fame, the University of Kentucky Athletic Hall of Fame um, as well. So. Well, well deserved, and you know, you and I had even talked, and and I have to say, this has to to feel a lot better for you because I said, what if they put his name up there, but it's with a microphone? You said that's fine. Yeah. I just want his name up there, but this has to feel a lot better, even. Absolutely, yeah, 
effective. Absolutely, because this this should have been done before Mike ever ever sat next to Tom Leach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and I think had he had a little longer professional court career, it would have been done a, a lot sooner. And you know, but Mike, uh, and of course, this wasn't at the University of Kentucky, uh, but uh, Mike was when when Lee Rose left UNC Charlotte and uh, to go to Purdue, and they made Mike the head coach. Yeah. Mike was the youngest head coach in Division One basketball. Jeez. So he, I mean, he's got his basketball resume is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, not to completely transition away from this, but people are asking on the text line four three seven nine six eighty UPS job text line. Dan, do you think there's any chance that the issues of the past few months are at all because Mike isn't around anymore? It sounds like he was a trusted confidant for Cal and also maybe a buffer between Barnhart and Cal. There's certainly a change in that dynamic, no? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and I don't know. I mean, Mike certainly played a role in that relationship between Barnhart and Cal. Um, but I think the bigger loss was when Dwayne uh, Sweezy went left. Yeah, he, was, he, was the, he was the athletic director for basketball. And so that I, I think that part of it is missed as much as as Mike. Right. But um, you, you know, yeah, it's I, a double whammy, frankly, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But you but you make a, the texture as a great question about about Cal because I I guarantee you some of the things that we talk about and some of the deficiencies that we see in this team. There's no doubt that Mike would have been in Cal's ear about mm, that. Yeah. And 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 when you listened uh, when you listened to Kyle Tucker yesterday, I thought Kyle said a lot of very interesting things. Probably the most interesting was that Cal and and I know exactly what what this is like because when I coached the Nuggets, I did the exact same thing. The exact same thing. And that was I surrounded myself with coaches and and, uh, and administrators that were friends of mine, right. and that you know, and that's not a bad thing, if if they will tell you when you when you mess up, and my assistants never did that, mm-hmm. and and believe me, I miss I messed up on numerous occasions, and I'm not so sure that that Cal's assistants right now are much help. Um, You know, when you go to a a UK basketball practice, the only one talking is Cal. You know, there there isn't any, you know, O doesn't stop practice and say this is what neither. None of that happens. Mm. Cal's the only one talking. Mm. And, And at least away from practice, I'm quite sure Mike would have, <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike never backed down for from giving his opinion, and I'm sure that that would have helped. Uh, and and I'm I, and I think Cal misses that. Yeah, and and frankly, the man who sits in his chair now and Goose Givens and is doing a good job on the calls doesn't have that personality. He's not a stick his nose in things kind of guy as far as i can know so, and yeah. and i don't know and he doesn't have he I, i'm guessing i don't know maybe he does but i'm guessing he doesn't have as close a relationship 
with with Cal Almost as Mike yes. Mike Cal. Almost certainly, right? Uh, yeah. Mike, I mean, because Cal to this day, I was on uh, I was on uh, Tom Leach's show last night after Cal. Uh, well, I guess Barnhart's the one who actually announced yep. it, but then Cal, I was listening as Cal said some very nice things, and to this day, he gives Mike credit for for him even being at Kentucky. Right. And so they they had a special relationship. There's no question about that. It's it's very interesting. I was thinking a lot about about Cal Perry, and this is Isla and Louie. We'll take you up until noon here on ESPN 680-1057, uh, discussing Mike Pratt's number 22 jersey, joining 38 other former Kentucky players. I'll throw this out for the text line, 437-9680. Who's the last player to have his jersey retired at Kentucky? Uh, I think for many people that will be very easy, but I think uh, for some of you it'll be a nice uh, trip down memory lane. With the Texas stuff and with the rumors, I'm wondering, so, you know, we always put Cal in the same category as, you know, when we talk about the the, the Hall of Famers of the day, a guy like Kay, a guy like Williams, a guy like um, Jay Wright, a guy like Izzo, a guy like, you know, Bayheim, whatever. I think he's better, I think he's a better coach than Jim Bayheim. but um, the, we put him in those categories and the thing about those guys is like Tom Izzo started as an assistant at Michigan State. He's been there his whole career. Beheim, same thing. Started as an assistant at Syracuse. He's been there his whole career. Um, you know, Coach K moves to Duke before it's Duke, right? Um, Williams takes over North Carolina after being at Kansas. They are such outliers in our sport. Jay Wright as well. They're such outliers in our sport. The real way that people do things is how Cal got to Kentucky. You're good somewhere else for five or six years, and then you move on. And part of the reason is the structure that you just talked about, that you just described, they don't stay together forever. You know, we, we joke about, you know, no one moves more than assistant football coaches, right? Mm. It, keeping these staffs together and all of these pieces, as associate athletic directors, of course, he's, of course Dwayne's going to want to go take a job in Chicago right. and, and be the, the head guy. That's a normal human thing to want to go do. To have a guy like Mike Pratt sitting there because he happens to be the color analyst for radio is really unusual, right? To have to have PV there for that many years is very unusual. For sure. And so, for sure. you know, we talk about resetting the shot clock in coaching careers. It's got to be easier to move somewhere else and establish a new circle of trust than it is to reinvent one where you already are mm. and some of the other pieces are already there and they're going to stay there. Mitch Barnhart mm. ain't going anywhere. Stoops ain't no. going anywhere. Those dudes are there. You know, frankly, the media in, in Lexington ain't going anywhere. The people who are influential in those circles, they're not going anywhere. And I think that's where Cal is right now. Some of those key cogs for him in that first six, eight-year run, the best thing he could have done was take taken one of those NBA jobs that he was floated for five years ago, in my opinion. Almost no question. Because he, he wouldn't be doing this now. Because by, yeah, the, but the, by the time... The, Dan, hang on. By the time okay. that those structures wear out their, their usefulness, it's at the six, seven, eight year mark. We see it everywhere. Everywhere. And I think Cal Perry's one of those guys. And it's not a negative thing, by the way. I'm just stating what I think is probably true about him. That he gets to six, seven, eight years somewhere. He gets antsy. He, he probably is, in, in some instances, difficult to work with because all of those guys are. All of us are, frankly. But eventually you have to move on. The idea that he was going to be Coach K and be there for 30 years, is not, it's just not sustainable. 
and and so I'll 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 get off the soapbox and let you go. <laughs> no, I you know I I think you make a good point. There's uh, nobody, and I think it there's a number of reasons. Uh, you know the exposure uh, shows like this. Uh, the exposure that these coaches get in the media, the amount of money that they're making today. I, I think the most money Coach Rupp ever made coaching the university was $20,000 yeah, a year. Right. Uh, you know, and, and you can say, well, that was 100 years ago and there's inflation. There ain't that much inflation. That's correct. You know, to go from 20000 a year to $9 million. Um, and and so I, I think there's a lot of reasons for what you just said that uh, you know and we all like we we all like I mean if, if somebody came to us today Louie and and said we want to put you on uh, your show on national radio how long would we be at at ESPN Louisville about three and a half seconds I'm actually unplugging my computer right now. <laughs> so so everybody likes to be wanted someplace else. And so I, I think you're right. You know, you won't see any coaching gigs uh, like we see now, like Bayheim or, or Coach K. Or I mean, it's, it's going to be, you know, seven, eight, nine years, maybe 10 if you're really successful. But nobody's staying someplace 30 years anymore. They, they, they just don't have to take – they don't have to take all the nonsense because of the money they're making. We're getting a lot of nice text on the text line about uh, about Mike four three seven nine six eight UPS Jobs text line. Um, another person asking why Avery's the only producer that brings back music with no lyrics. Um, shame on you, Avery. That's someone who listens to the show. Um, I'm so proud you listen to me. <laughs> Both the lyrics and how you shame people. Uh, in about uh, 38 minutes, we'll do True Crime Tuesday. Um, Texture saying two of his all-time favorites, or her favorites, uh, were Mike Pratt and Larry Conley. Unselfish made mm. everybody better. Mike could use yep. um, the backboard as well as anybody. I've, I've been told the stories. i got to go find video. Uh, growing up, he obviously played a lot of uh, playground ball in all kinds of weather, so you had to use that backboard. <laughs> so, yep. By the way, $20,000 sure. in 1970, and today's dollars, $153,000. Yeah. That's not normal. So, so yeah. do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's changed just a little bit. Just a little but, bit. Uh, no, that's a, great, that's a great point, and that's something that I hadn't thought of, is that, uh, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Cal misses Mike more than, than we think. I just think, you know, when you, when you are in an intense spot like, like that, anyone who's willing to hold the umbrella for you to deflect some of the rays – is is a, a useful person who I, I mean, frankly, especially in I mean, coaching UK, Dan. I mean, cripes almighty. I mean, you know, the it's it's one of the reasons the the football school basketball school thing was so silly is because the stress of between those two guys is not even close. It's on Cal of 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 expectations for you know good seasons every single year. No, no, I haven't I haven't seen any articles in the Herald Leader about uh, UK having seven SEC football teams ranked ahead of them. You know, I see stuff all the time about how many SEC basketball schools are ranked ahead of Kentucky right now. I don't I don't see anybody saying, well, you know, what what about the statue man? <laughs> I don't see any articles like that. You're absolutely right. I mean, yeah. to be the head coach at UK as far as basketball is concerned, it has about 10 times the exposure yeah, that the and that's, football team has. That's why I think like a seven, eight-year run for the next person is probably going to be what we should expect. 
Yeah. That's not going to be easy and, to do. And, you know, not, not, only, not only to have somebody like Mike to deflect some of that – but Mike was Mike was a real confidant. Correct. Yep. I mean, you know, he, I mean, Cal could tell him anything, and there was no way that Mike would be, you know, at the bar having having a beer and saying, "Well, you know, Cal told me this, and Cal told me that." That, that wasn't Mike. That wasn't Mike. So, so imagine, yeah, imagine that circle going from eight, nine, ten people down to like four right now, and one of them's his wife. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just it's yeah. not it's not a it's not a way to live, frankly. And, and to feel like you're in that bunker mentality, you don't get better in a bunker mentality. You're in survival mode, and it's not a good way to get better. It just no, isn't. For sure. For sure. Well, good segment. Congrats to Mike Pratt. Congrats to the family. Congrats to you, Dan, because I know um, how much uh, you've wanted this to happen. But we'll, it'll be a great day when we see that 22 up there in the rafters. Absolutely. I can hardly wait. February 4th. Good stuff. All right. Take us to be, break there, Dan. Be um, there. Yep. Yeah. Reminder. No, let's get a huge crowd for that one. That would be really fun, actually. So, yeah. From yeah. Uh, a reminder that this hour of the show has been brought to you by Kentucky Tourism. When you're ready to explore the outdoors, there's no better place than the Bluegrass State. Make your plans today for this summer's getaway at KentuckyTourism.com. Tired of eating the same homemade meals over and over again? Want to switch it up? LocallyOwnedDelivery.com safely brings the restaurants to you. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, they'll bring it to you. Delivery.com delivers some of the finest restaurants in Metro Louisville. Miss going out to eat but still want to support your favorite restaurants? Delivery.com has got you covered. Use promo code ORDERNOW for $10 off your next order. Sit back, relax. Your meal's on its way. Delivery.com. We bring the restaurants to you. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Injured in a car accident? Visit suedistracteddriver.com. 